Hey there. Today's episode of the Mourner's Bench is brought to you. <laughs> <laughs> you scared Katie. You scared I believe my headphones <laughs> might be up too high. Thanks, Theolab, for the headphones. Right, exactly. <laughs> Theolab exists to transform how humans engage faith, spirituality, culture, and the world around them. Theolab tries to create candid conversations that are rooted in vulnerability, mutual respect, and authenticity. Man, ain't that rare these days. But that's part of what the Mourner's Bench does. So I hope that you're enjoying the content here. If you are, go on over to theolabmedia.com. That's theolabmedia.com. Go check it out. What is up, good people? Welcome back to the Mourner's Bench. I'm Brandon Thomas. I'm KT Ricks. KT. 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 I'm Malcolm David. <laughs> I'm Pastor Sam. <laughs> what, what was that? Oh. Y'all, it's so good to be here on Christmas Eve with y'all. Merry Christmas Eve. Yesterday was Christmas Adam, if you didn't know. Um, today. <laughs> I'll explain it later. So um, we hope that you're doing something safe today and not anywhere out and about being crazy. Be at your house because COVID-19 is real. On today's episode, we're talking about some of our favorite Christmas traditions and uh, our Christmas favorite Christmas songs. All the things. It's like Oprah's favorite things, but the Mourner's Bench style. Let's get into it. How would y'all typically be celebrating Christmas Hanukkah if you weren't in the midst of the longest year ever? Why are you looking at me? Because you like Christmas. Don't we all? Who doesn't like Christmas? Probably Brandon. Me. You're a mean one, Mr. Green. You don't like Christmas? <laughs> I don't dislike Christmas. I'm just over Christmas. Bah humbug. Is it just because of the pandemic or are you always like this? This is not about me right now. What are you You know he's always against You're Christmas. You're horrible. You're a Grinch. So I've never been a good Christmas person. I remember when I was You've a kid. You've never been a good person. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I, th- I don't think I'm a good Christmas person because my excitement meter around presents isn't good. Not that Christmas is all about presents, but in my household, I would always say like, hey, I want X for Christmas. And my mom would always get me X. And then like the Y and Z connected to X. I mean, this is just an example. I never got an iPad as a kid. But if I said I wanted to get an iPad, she would be like, okay, great. She would get the wireless charging station, the AirPods, all the things that go with the iPad because that's just what kind of mom she was. And that was in wow. part because of her childhood where she didn't have that experience. Like she she didn't ask for anything and sometimes didn't get anything. So I think it was a response to her childhood. But I would open these things and because I had asked for them, I would be like, oh my God, thank you. This is exactly what I wanted. So let me get this right. <laughs> you don't like Christmas because you got the things you asked for as a child. Plus all the extras. Plus all the extras. I, did, I said that I have never been a good Christmas person. Maybe a little more self-reflection. <laughs> what, what I am trying to say is I was giving a genuine response to the gift. Oh my gosh, thank you. This is exactly what I wanted. But what she wanted was cheering. She wanted to be like, oh my God, yay! Like, you know how you see those videos about, of kids going crazy about the things that they get? That just was never me. So I think that scarred me as a child. Christmas is my favorite time of the year. Christmas, not this... Santa shit that's going on. But for us, Christmas was always small. I mean, we didn't get big, huge stuff. Like our stockings were the most important things. And in the stocking, we had soap and 
socks and y'all were poor. underwear. <laughs> y'all, sound, y'all sound poor. And, and <laughs> Sam, you nothing, were so horrible. Nothing against poor people. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is, it's comedy, people. It's comedy. Poor. It's right. No, I mean. I know because we were poor. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't have called us poor, but we would get like a thing from Santa. We would get a clothes, like a sweater and a what, book what was and maybe that something a, fun. A, a clothes. A I was going to say a clothes. <laughs> I was misspeaking, a right? A cigarette. <laughs> Everyone got one clothes <laughs> Cigarette. We got in their stock. What clothes did you get? <laughs> they got, she got one can of clothes from the store and put one clothes in each of y'all stockings. She's like, y'all want to make some glue van? Oh now that stuff is good. So, that's, so this is why you're an alcoholic and a chain smoker. <laughs> exactly right. Or none of those. Right. Exactly. I'm sorry. We're not telling that on the air. Right. <laughs> Your secret is safe. Yeah. With all of us. But I was still thrilled at the socks that I got for Christmas. <laughs> okay. So, at the clothes. Okay. You know what? I, I, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> no, keep going. It's so good. No. It's, yeah, this is good, man. But I, but I didn't. I mean, I I have never felt awkward until this moment. No, um, I remember going to like cousin's house one time for Christmas, and you, like you couldn't even get in the room. There were so many packages under the Christmas tree, and I was like, I have no idea what this is. Like it was almost like a different holiday, and so like my greatest moment. And now I'm. I know y'all are gonna laugh, oh, but definitely. my no greatest doubt. moment as a parent is when Jordan asked used to ask Santa Claus for like socks and underwear. And when she opens up the stockings with as much joy about chapstick and right. and soap and, and <laughs> shampoo as I do. Meanwhile, Brandon gets an Apple store. Apple. <laughs> exactly. And he's exactly. like, thanks. thanks. It's what I asked for. No, I was genuinely excited. <laughs> I'm so grateful. Thank you for getting this. It's exactly what I wanted. Like, listen to the words. Meanwhile, Jordan is like, <laughs> I remember my grandma's house who had this old wooden, almost shed-like house. But Christmas time, it would be lit up. It would be full of decorations like it was very festive. She was always in the Christmas spirit. And as young kids, we really enjoyed that. And so my mom also adopted that tradition. And every year she puts up multiple trees. She has lights. And it's just this festive feeling of celebrating Christmas. That has nothing to do with Jesus or the Christ child or the coming or any of those things. But it's Christmas trees. It's Christmas trees. Did your mother put your Christmas trees up or did you put your Christmas trees up? I mean, at some point she did it when I was a child. And as we grew older, we it became a tradition. I, t- I think I told you all around, on Thanksgiving, we would put up the Christmas tree. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Um, now she puts up like four Christmas trees. And so she starts on Thanksgiving and ends somewhere around the second week of Christmas. That's a lot. That's a whole lot. Are they cut Christmas trees or are they artificial Christmas trees? You think she going to buy four Christmas trees? That's expensive. I know. That's no, why I was. She has she has bought Christmas trees over the years, and they are in boxes in the attic, and she pulls them down and puts them up. Now, does she have like the tacky ones that are all white? No, okay. we will not <laughs> allow Pink that. Christmas tree. Even though she has a a short blue one that I don't know where it came. That's from. worse I was than like, white. Mom, what the hell? It looks like a, a cowboy's. Uh, it's blue and silver. Uh-uh, it's she's horrible. not a cowboy's fan, no, is she? No, it's just a horrible Christmas okay. tree. Your mom has a blue Christmas tree. <laughs> it's not in her house. It's in her place of business, which is worse. But she has like four Christmas trees in her place of business, four Christmas trees in her house. Your mother is consumerism. Do they have ornaments also? Is it just lights? 
she has ornaments for all of them. She decorates them. She makes her grandkids help her decorate them. This sounds like child labor. <laughs> we need to call Child Protective Services right now. I don't know what y'all doing, Fame and She Nick. pays them. She's like, go out back and cut down 18 Christmas trees. <laughs> spray paint one of them blue. <laughs> Are they like the fancy ones where everything matches and it's hung appropriately? Because our Christmas tree has things that Jordan made when she was like two or three. Every time Katie talks, though, it's like she's revealing how poor they were. She's like, our Christmas tree has homemade decorations that Jordan made and drew a Christmas ball. No, we have ornaments from the store. Have y'all seen Charlie Brown Christmas? They based it up for Katie's life. Christmas. <laughs> what was your dog's name? <laughs> Droopy. <laughs> Malcolm, get us out of this. How was your Christmas? <laughs> I got a question for y'all. Are y'all team real tree or team fake tree? Sam, you got fake trees. Fake tree, but I would love a real tree. Okay. I would love a real tree. This is tough because I love the smell of a real Christmas tree, but I don't like to string the lights. When's the last time you had a Christmas tree in your house? We have a Christmas tree every year. We just haven't put one up this year because it's the pandemic. I don't and believe it. You don't have to. Oh, we didn't have one last year either. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we put one up every year, except this year and last year and the year before. This is this is the pumpkin pie, sweet potato pie store. I'm just saying. Yeah, we just couldn't put one up last year. So, But every year except last year, I've had a Christmas tree. And this year. The, the tree is going up this year. Adriel will have, it must go up this year. He can, Y'all better go out and look for one now because they- No, we have they, a fake one. We yeah. don't, Adriel, oh. so, so that's why I said it's a mixed bag because Adriel's like, we can't do real Christmas trees. They're a fire hazard, which are which is true. And- I think your husband thinks everything is candles, Christmas trees. You don't trees. know his story. He could have had a house burned down. Candles, <laughs> Christmas trees. I think your husband thinks everything is a fire. You better ask a question. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Um, but it's also like the little uh, needles that get everywhere. Yeah, that, that is annoying. And yeah, I mean, I, I get it. So, and I also don't like cleaning it up. I love the joy of the smell of a real Christmas tree. I love it when someone else is there to string the lights and, and then I can put the ornaments on. But the fake ones are okay. And I have these little sticks now that provide the smell of a Christmas tree and oh. they're camouflage and they're there green. And so I get the best of both worlds. All right. And the tree is pre lit. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Katie, what about y'all? Y'all got a real tree? Fake oh, tree? Oh, yeah. Real tree. They got the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. <laughs> no, we have like the biggest Christmas tree ever this year. Have you, seen, um, have you seen other Christmas trees before? Okay, so not biggest Christmas tree ever. You're right. But the Rockefeller the, Center tree. The biggest one we've ever had. It's like a seven foot tree, which is huge. But um, what was great. She said seven foot. <laughs> you guys. What size trees did y'all? She said, we like, get, that's like, a standard. Seven foot tree. <laughs> <laughs> seven like foot ten tree. foot or something. She like what? Katie, girl? Get your life. You said you said she was poor. I told you, poor people don't know they ain't never had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we usually get a five to six foot. Tree. <laughs> are you are you joking? Are you serious? serious? No, I'm serious. Why do you keep saying the biggest tree ever? Now we have a seven foot tree. <laughs> For the first time in my life, I look up at the star at the top of the tree. Oh, that's the other thing, though. We don't have a topper. <laughs> Katie, you were making this I too easy. I'm going to laugh this whole episode. They could afford it. What did y'all put on top of the tree? Well, when I was a kid, we had we had an angel that was at the top of the tree, but we don't have one now. What was the angel made out of? Paper mache. No. <laughs> it was aluminum pants. No, it was a fancy one because we lived in Germany right Jordan after I was it. born. Jordan made no, <laughs> no, but but 
in Jordan's life, we haven't had uh, an angel. So this actually, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed to even talk about it, except that I love my tree. Don't be embarrassed, girl. I can't wait. There is no, t- it's like flat on the top of this Christmas tree, which is probably why no one else wanted it. But it's perfect for us because we hang all our angel ornaments around the top. So it's a whole little cloud of witnesses. That's real cute, Katie. That's, so what I'm hearing is <laughs> it, it was a nine-foot tree, but you chopped off the top to make it a seven-foot tree. Can you take a picture of this tree? We posted that on the Instagram. Y'all about to see Katie tree, honey, because this sounds like yeah. it's a mess. Everyone wants to see this tree. thing was, it's so big, like it's so wide. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't have enough lights, so there's not as many lights as I would normally like. So you can't afford lights either? I, I am not going to spend money Girl, for I got light. some lights in my attic. Do you want some lights? No, you use white lights on yours. Correct. I do not. You don't hate your whiteness. She wants colored lights. No, I found LED lights like the ones that were a fire hazard when I was a kid. They look just like the ones I had when I was a kid. Oh, like those giant ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. giant ones yeah, yeah. with all different colors. Okay, yeah. Katie, thank you. Katie said her tree is going to be as diverse as Biden's cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. But will you put the people of color over real parts of the tree and not just in HUD? <laughs> I mean, we got a secretary of defense now that is black. Yeah. I think. I mean, well, just, if he gets, yeah. Well, if he's confirmed. I, so I was asking y'all about real trees or fake trees. That is a, a big point of contention in my household right now. Sarah and I have very different opinions on whether we should get a real tree or a fake tree. I agree with Sarah. Which side are you on? Wow. He didn't even say which one in Brandon's like, uh-huh. I agree with Sarah. <laughs> I'm listening. So we didn't have real trees when I was a kid. We didn't have money for a real tree. And so same fake tree every year. But my grandmother would buy us a real wreath and real garland and we would hang that over the top of our mantle. And it cost like a quarter of the price of a real tree, but you got the real smell. Okay. And I'm like, that's the most practical, like that's the best way to do it. And Sarah's like, no, fake trees are ugly. So we have we have this fight literally every year. We just put up a fake tree. Um, <laughs> so you won the argument. I, I, this year, yeah. Sarah was like, whatever, I give up. I do not agree with Sarah on this one. I'm sorry. Fake trees are not ugly. They're not. If you know how to maneuver them, then they can be beautiful. There you go. You have a fake tree and have had a fake tree. I agree with Sarah. No, I actually do still agree with Sarah, but I think I've learned how to properly, I read the instructions on the fake Christmas tree and there's a science behind it. You have to follow the instructions on the tree and it will look beautiful. I know how to manipulate them to the point where people will come and be like, is that a real tree? Because it looks so good. The pine tree smell is all in there in the ornaments. <laughs> so did y'all grow up with Santa Claus? Who? Okay. You did Saint not. Nick. No, we did. I did. I did grow up with Santa Claus. You Really? Yeah. White Santa Claus or black Santa Claus? White Santa Claus. Everybody grew up with white Santa Claus. Not Brandon T. Maxwell. At some point, you, you grew never. up with a white Santa Claus. Not, let, me, let me tell y'all. I never got the story about Santa Claus. What do you mean the story? At what age did y'all get told about Santa Claus? What do you mean told about Santa Claus? Santa Claus never came to my house. Interesting. My daddy said I worked too hard every single year for my son to be asleep and think some fat white man brought some toys <laughs> no. down the chimney and put them under our tree. Santa Claus don't come here. <laughs> no, as young children, my mom tried to say, oh, you know, tell Santa what you want for Christmas and that type of stuff. And of course, uh, our society overwhelmingly depicts this jolly fellow as a white guy. And so for me, Santa was a white guy with a white beard as a child. Define childhood until you were like 27? You know, until I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Maybe like t- nine, eight, something like that. I didn't have that. I was too smart, right? I was like, wait a minute. 
We don't have no chimney. Why are you trying to say he's trying to mm-hmm. act like he's smart? I was smart as a as an eight year old. I was like, wait a minute, we don't have no chimney. That was smart, Sam. And they was like, I was like, we got a space heater. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, so like, no. And they got me leaving milk and cookies and stuff. And you got up and ate them. Yeah, I, ate them. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, so I was just like, no. So I started looking for the gifts around the house that my mom had hidden, and I would find them. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I never had that joy. My mama kept the like the joy of Christmas alive. My problem was I had an older sister who was like, yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> How much older is your sister? <laughs> uh, about four years older than me. She was like, I'm going to bust his bubble she was so like, hard. She was like, boy, the world is a cruel place. Santa Claus ain't real. Yeah. <laughs> there is no Easter bunny. <laughs> no tooth fairy. Yeah, exactly. My father and mother did let me believe in the tooth fairy. But it only lasted for one tooth because after I lost my first tooth, I was like all excited about the tooth fairy. I was like, oh my God, here she comes, she's gonna come. And so I went to sleep, put the tooth under my bed. And at some point my dad came in and put money under my pillow. Didn't know. Shortly thereafter, he came back in the room, took out the money he had put under there <laughs> and put a different bill under there. Your dad. <laughs> Bigger or smaller? Smaller. <laughs> So he wow. put, so he, he, so I mean, in hindsight, I found out that he put a $20 bill under there for my first tooth. Oh, that was excessive. That's too much. And my mom was like, that's too much. You're supposed to get dimes. Dimes. See, that poverty mentality. <laughs> <laughs> One time I got three I pennies. Got three pennies. <laughs> I got a whole nickel for my molars. <laughs> no, those got quarters. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> So he came back and exchanged the $20 bill for five ones. Oh, wow. But so I didn't know that it was a 20 at first. And so I wake up as he's trying to sneak back out of the room. And I said, Dad, what are you doing? And I immediately look under my pillow and see the five ones. And I say, but what are you doing? He said, the tooth fairy is down the hall. She needed change for a five. Are you serious? This, this cannot be a true this story. It's so true. This cannot no, be a I true swear. story. The tooth fairy is down the hall. And she needed, she needed change, change for, for a five. A five. <laughs> All right. That's a good spot for a break. Can we make virgin eggnog? That's your choice. Sam, if you want to be a virgin, that's okay. You, you, like the you can't <laughs> put that genie back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Once that ship sails, <laughs> I want y'all to send us emails at what's up at the theolab.com. The idea that is in my head right now is we should reproduce all of the Madonna videos with Sam as Madonna and talk about them <laughs> theologically, starting with like a virgin. <laughs> Yes, Katie. Vogue, honey. Yeah. Touched for the very first time. You wouldn't sing last week, but you gonna sing Madonna. You gonna sing Touched for the very first time. That's what he did. That's what he did. We grew up with Santa Claus. It was the hardest decision for me, though, to whether or not to use Santa Claus for Jordan. I hate Santa Claus because Santa, the Santa Christmas, it has just co-opted actual Christmas. So, What, is, what is actual Christmas? Jesus being born. Hey, hallelujah. Jesus Sorry. being born. <laughs> anyway. White Southern evangelical. Right, exactly. <laughs> Jesus being born. <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you.
We bless the name of the Lord. <laughs> so I wrestled for many years. Like I was like, what time? At what point do I have long. to figure out? Yes, if we're going to do Santa. Um, so we decided though that since she was going to have two moms, that it, that that was going to be bad enough. She didn't also need to be the kid who didn't believe in Santa Claus. So we did it, but Santa didn't bring the big gifts. I brought the big gifts because I worked too hard to to get Santa to get credit for the the bike. You was like my daddy. You and my dad are the same person. Mm-hmm. You worked too hard for a straight fat white man to come down somebody's <laughs> chimney. Right. But what Santa did, which was interesting, was buy the things that I refused to buy. Like Santa bought Jordan her first Barbie doll and Santa bought her a big, huge treasure chest of dress-up princess dresses. So Santa's a sexist. Right, exactly. <laughs> wow. That's one way to look at it. The other thing is that Santa allowed Jordan to do the things that she actually really enjoyed doing. Like Jordan really liked pink and Jordan really liked Barbie dolls. This is why she hates you. Wait, yeah, I was like, <laughs> she's this like, is, this is such a sad story. This is why Jordan <laughs> hates her mother. <laughs> she's like, my Santa allows not... her to do the things she likes to do. Why couldn't Santa have been my dad? <laughs> <laughs> Take that pink shit off. <laughs> I don't care if Santa bought it for you. <laughs> Anyhow, what I meant was. I knew these were things that Jordan wanted. And so this was a way of me being able to go, okay, I need to accept this child for exactly who she is. It's not getting better. It didn't get better. I'm trying, <laughs> Sam, I'm trying, quit it. I'm trying to go with her. I need her. to accept this child. <laughs> Santa. <laughs> Never mind. It did sound good in my head. Oh, girl, you got to say this shit out loud. <laughs> Keep going, though. It's good. Yeah. I ain't got nothing this else is, to say. This is great content. Does she still no. believe in Santa? Last year was the first year that we didn't, Damn. that we had to have a conversation. Does she have friends at school? Well, she said... Jordan's like 27. Like, <laughs> it's because Santa accepts her. <laughs> no, the magic of it is so cool. I mean, like, I write really good Santa letters. We When we got out the ornaments this year, we, we read some of the letters that we wrote back and forth to each other. But last year, I sat down and said to her before Christmas... I'm sorry, I have to ask another question. You and Santa had a whole, like... Friendship pal thing? Like <laughs> Jordan would write a letter to Santa and Santa would write a letter back to Jordan. Okay. I would not, I did not write letters to Santa. Okay. okay. That's a little bit better. Does Santa write back to all the children? I don't know, but the last year Kat, that I- Kat, Katie's like, I don't want my child to believe in Santa. I will also write <laughs> essays from Santa to my child. I don't want my child to grow up within a heteronormative world. I will also allow Santa to purchase her Barbie dolls and pink dresses. Like, I literally have tears in my eyes. I'm so confused. I was- Jordan, are you confused? <laughs> I'm like, Jordan, if you're going to go Jordan, for it. Jordan sent us an email. What's up at the field? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, if I'm going to do Santa, I'm going to be the best damn Santa there is. I mean, we put out carrots and milk bones for the reindeer. Who ate the milk bones? The dog. <laughs> <laughs> Man, our dog loved Katie's Christmas Eve. Katie's in there at two o'clock in the morning. She went on some milk bones. The milk bones were outside in the front yard. If you're going to do it well, you got to do it right. Oh, my Lord. 
Oh my, I, what's impressive is you didn't want to do Santa, but you may have given your child the best the Santa best. experience. Yeah, well, It's yeah. why she believed until she was 25. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, so she was 13 years old before she stopped believing in Santa Claus? 12. But when I, I had the conversation with her when she was 12, but she said she knew the year before because people in class were talking about it. Okay, I was going to say she has the nicest peers because most children by that age are like, Santa ain't real. Right. Right. Okay. Um, I bet that devastated her. I told her that's. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what I told her. We're going to keep going on. Nope, with I, want to I would it. love for you to. <laughs> Please, what'd you tell her? Well, that Santa is within each of us. And now she has the that's opportunity right. to participate That'll in being preach. Santa. You should have told her the true story of St. Nicholas. But I, I, we talked about St. Nicholas a long time ago, but that's not Santa. I agree with you, but in Santa, everybody- it, it, who, it is half of Santa. Santa, Santa half, is a blending of two characters. I agree with all of that. But what Santa has become- What you made Santa? I mean, you created Santa <laughs> for Jenny. What do you mean what Santa has become? You wrote the letters. <laughs> what? <laughs> what Santa has become, a.k.a. I wrote every letter at three and an eight milk bones. I had to write them left-handed also so she wouldn't know my handwriting. Katie! You were so committed. I know. That's the ironic part. You were like the best Santa Claus I have ever heard of. Left-handed letters? Did you smear as well? Uh, like smear the writing? Because you're not a normal left-handed person. Oh, no. It, was, it looked bad. I know. So Santa was a sexist. <laughs> Santa couldn't write. Katie. So you made Santa both the best and the worst person at the same damn time. Santa has to get to every single house in the entire world by the time so he, he couldn't got, learn to write. By he got, the time he got, he those got clunky to, ass gloves, right. you know, it's hard to hold a he's pen. He's tired. All he's eating is sugar all night. Of course, his handwriting is going to be bad. Katie, have you told us everything? <laughs> I have. Sadly, I have. And I'm regretting She's every moment. <laughs> she has told us enough. What did Janet do to you? <laughs> wow. Did you have a Santa? Oh, yeah. Did Janet do all this for you? No. I don't remember <laughs> what Santa did, but I'm sure. You were a military kid. I'm certain that Santa did not do all this for you. I don't know he what Santa did. He got socks and panties. I got an orange in my stocking every other year. Every other? We got, oh, sorry. We got oranges every year. <laughs> <laughs> an orange and an apple. It's, it's in the toe of the stocking. Oh, yeah, definitely. I had the best. I love my Christmas, even with as much as y'all are making fun of me. Baby, if you like it, I love it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you know what that means when black people say it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't love it. No. <laughs> I was like, I know what that means. Oh, Lord. I mean, I will say, I'm glad that you showed commitment to cultivating imagination and hopefulness in your child. Honestly, I think my mom only allowed us to believe in Santa for so long because it was like the, the way to get us to bed early on Christmas Eve. It was like, go to bed. Santa's coming. He ain't going to come if you're not asleep. And I was like, he can't get in here anyway. We ain't got no chimney. So. <laughs> That's because you got to get everything together. It takes hours yeah. to get everything together. Yeah. No, and trust sneak me. My down. mama was not writing letters and doing all the shit that you was doing. I think, was I think my dad was like, boy, go to bed. I got to start drinking eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Santa's coming. I was a horrible kid. Like at some point they stopped wrapping my presents as well because I didn't have any fun with it. I was like, why do you do this? Why do you keep taping these boxes? So they got all, it all got put in the Christmas themed trash bag. I'm going to start calling you Ebenezer. <laughs>
Do you still ask for things for Christmas? Like, what are y'all asking for, if so? Honestly, with all this happening, I'm really just praying for health of family, relatives. Family in this season has been really important. I had some time to spend with some of my uncles who are older over Thanksgiving. And it became really apparent to me that their time here on this earth is coming to an end. And it's difficult, right? Because this year you can't even enjoy family the same way that we have in years past. And so I'm just hoping that we can cherish the time that we have left together. Man, Sam, I, I, I really hear you on that. Even when I was a kid, truth be told, one of the things that I loved about Christmas was just being able to see family. You know, we would always go up to spend Christmas Day with my grandmother, my, my dad's uh, mom, and that side of the family, and his, his brothers, my uncles. And I just have such fond memories of just being with family. And Sam, I'm with you. I think this year, in so many different ways and for so many different reasons, has been, in part, a reminder of how precious it is, you know, to have people that you love and to have yeah. them be healthy enough, you know, for for you to spend time with them and and enjoy them. My sister and I only have one cousin, and I'm the youngest of the the three of us. And we now have some nieces and nephews, and and it's been really fun to see Christmas through their eyes. And I feel like our understanding of Christmas has kind of shifted. It's about like, how do we create something for these kids, like for the next generation of, of our family? And so Sarah and I have been talking a lot about, you know, how do we make Christmas special for, for our nephews? And which is another way of thinking about family and, and connection and enjoying one another's presence and, you know, trying to kind of pass that on to, to somebody else. The thing that I would just love to have happen is naps. I think about just having the time to just sit in front of the Christmas tree that I love and just take a nap and play games and laugh and just take a break. It's been a year of just, it just feels like we're constantly on. And so the ability to just relax and, and rest feels like a good thing. I'm not asking for anything for Christmas this year, really. I think the primary thing that I want this year, like I want a vaccine for COVID-19 that is widely available. I was reading online about Pfizer's vaccine and how they offered it to everyone early on. And they were like, yo, we're not even going to charge y'all for it unless it actually works. The U.S. got 100 million doses. And they were like, hey, do you want a couple million more? And they were like, nah, we good. You sure we're not charging y'all for it? Like there's, there's no risk at all in this. Why don't you just take the vaccine? No, we good. And so now we're sitting in a place where other countries have hundreds of millions of more dosages of the vaccine than we do. And it's the one that's widely available now. Like other countries have already approved a vaccine. And I know that we're close and I don't want to get impatient. Um, maybe that's why I should celebrate Advent more intentionally. But it's just a little bit challenging this year because it feels like stupidity has screwed us over. Like I, I wish that Donald Trump and his administration we're just as creative as you are with Jordan about the vaccine and helping us figure out a way for Santa to bring it to us all with carrots, milk bones, <laughs> and plates and, of cheese. Well, no cheese. And sweet letters. Oh, you have made my day today, Katie. <laughs> I'm so glad. Thank you for yeah. giving me a perspective about my socioeconomic world growing up and now. I mean, some people, I mean but sometimes it's helpful. Some people are poor and they don't know they're poor. I want you to know that you are poor. I don't think my parents would say that, but oh. you know, it's. Well. it's <laughs> We'll have to go have a conversation with my mm. mother tonight at dinner. <laughs> Mom, were we poor? <laughs> exactly. I don't think so. Let's take a break. 
Jordan and I were watching the Holly Dolly Christmas episode last week. It was not my choice. Dolly Parton was sitting on this bright white pew. Was this on the networks? Yeah, it was on CBS with the stained glass behind her. Dolly Parton is on the bench. Literally. Literally. Isn't Dolly like 85 years old? Uh, 185. Like, yo. Y'all are like, ageist on this podcast. No, we're not. I was, you, you are ageist. You always be talking about how old I am. No, no, no. I'm a KT-ist. <laughs> <laughs> I love old people. I love Janet. But when Katie said that for Christmas she wanted a nap, <laughs> I was like, "That's the only shit I've ever heard in my life." <laughs> Not like y'all. Oh, but anyway, enough about your classmate. <laughs> y'all go back and look at Dolly on the mourner's bench we are going to change our podcast artwork to be Dolly Parton sitting on the mourner's <laughs> bench because Dolly makes everything better except I will always love you which Whitney definitely made better so we've come once again to that time in our episode where we have to go to the altar go back to the altar come to Jesus sing it come to Jesus why you always got to outshine or outdo somebody? I said, come to G, come to G. That wasn't even my extra stuff. That was my basic. I'm sick of you. Your basic is real extra. Sick of you. I right, said, right. I, <laughs> basic is extra. That's right. You got extra basic. You so extra. Your basic is extra. Do it again so we can listen. Do it again. Do what? What you did. Come to Jesus. And then I said, come to Jesus. <laughs> did, you, did you think you just made your point? Yeah, 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 I think he did. Jesus, just now, just now. If I was going to be, I mean, I don't even do extra. I can't do extra. Sure. Come Said to, every extra person. You can't do basic. In the world. Right. You can't do basic. He will save you. Do you th- are you trying to override the theme song? <laughs> Hit the theme song. on the bench. I'm putting Santa Claus on the bench. Oh, shit. <laughs> there you go. Which Santa Claus? I'm putting the white, jolly Santa Claus on the bench. The one whose reindeers eats milk bones and carrots. Because <laughs> <laughs> the jolliest Santa Claus was at Katie House. <laughs> I really think all Santa Clauses should go on the bench, but I actually like the black Santa Clauses. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> So but you just put the white Santa. Okay. Santa Claus is on the bench. Did you see that Dr. Fauci said that Santa is innately immune to the COVID virus? He got a look, he got some Katie in his spirit. It, that was beautiful. I loved it. That's yeah. whitening. That's some mm. Oh. Mm. Why is Santa Claus innately <laughs> immune? Why? Why can't Santa be black and innately immune? Exactly. No, it's not. It's, it's Fauci, Santa Claus, he white. I feel like Santa <laughs> Santa Claus is like in every high risk category imaginable. He old as hell. Yes. He lives thousands of miles from the nearest hospital. Like that man, seriously. He's at risk. That's why he's on the bench because he might die in this COVID era. What if Santa Claus died? But he's been through so many what other pandemics. Died? Okay, I got news for y'all. Santa because Ben did. No, I'm saying, what if? How dare you? Come what is on, wrong now. With you? Jordan Santa- would say that, Scrooge. 
He has You're going to have to put a like a note on this episode. Don't listen to it with your kids in the room. That's right. <laughs> Parental warning. Santa Claus is not dead. If you've been listening to this podcast with your children in the room, <laughs> <laughs> the least of my concerns <laughs> is, is what they Santa. believe about Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll have very well-rounded children. <laughs> Where'd you learn that? The mourner's bitch. <laughs> so Santa's on the bench. Without COVID-19. So it's only the white Santa. No, I think all Santas have to be on the bench. I'm okay if it's only the white ones. I have no reason for putting the white one on the bench over the black one. But what do you have against Santa? I don't know. Sam, what happened? Who did it? The fact that... Katie. (laughs) (laughs) Your mother is the right answer. (laughs) She scarred you with the blue Christmas tree. (laughs) No, it's it's what Katie just said today. Like, that was just horrible. Oh, it really did mess you up. Yeah. She used Santa to... Affirm her child. Not affirm. Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Because she didn't want to. I did want to affirm, but it it was the way I ain't even going there. (laughs) I'm kidding, kidding, Satan. Katie, you have I'm kidding, Satan. I mean, Katie. (laughs) He called me Satan. You know Santa and Satan got the same letters in their name. Get behind me, Katie. That's why Santa's on the bench, because Santa is the Antichrist. I'm putting my swim coach on the bench because... This is a new coach and he likes kicking. Like, I don't know if y'all swim, but you swim practice. We have like 2,900 meters, 3,000 meters. That's a normal practice. That's a challenging practice, but he makes like a third of it all kicking. And I like, I can't kick worth anything. I'm like in the middle of the pool with the kickboard just staying in one place. So... I am dead. It's amazing that you still have a swim coach. You swim like eight miles a day. Yeah, it's like almost two miles. Like, that's that's crazy. Can somebody teach me how to, can you or your swim coach teach me how to swim? Oh, yeah, they can teach you how to swim. I've tried like four times. Oh, they. this is what they do. This the whole no, I've swim tried team. with like professional people mm-hmm. to learn how to swim. When I was a student at Emory, I've tried multiple times when I was a student at the University of yeah. Alabama. Yeah. I don't know why I don't know how to swim. Yeah. But it's something that I definitely want to learn. I, I got to learn it. Didn't you live near the ocean? About 30 minutes. But I never went when we were child. We were poor. What does that have to do with right. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but I was like, wait. I was like, the beach is free. Isn't that free? No. no. <laughs> walking on the beach, that's, lux- that's luxury. You don't, if you're poor, you're not walking on the beach. You're not taking poor time people to do aren't that. walking on the beach. Yeah. I mean, I didn't walk, I didn't grow up around the beach either, but I thought that was just because we weren't near one. When I went to the Bahamas, it was funny because they were talking about how they teach their kids how to swim. It was like, we just go on the boat and throw them in the water. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Figure it out. <laughs> you should know how to swim so if you're on a boat and it capsizes, you right, don't die. Right, because I love to cruise, right? I love to take cruises and go on the water. And it's so scary because the, the ocean is so damn big. It is. I am also going to put on the bench Elf on a Shelf. What? That's, it's so cute. It is oh teaching gosh. our children to be okay with being monitored. I didn't think it was a children's thing. Elf on a Shelf? Who, who did you think it was for? Do you know what I thought you were talking This is not an explicit show. Please do not tell us a story about whatever you're thinking. Uh, guess what? I'm not going to Google. <laughs> Sam said, like, I love Elf porn. <laughs> It's the most wonderful time of the year. No, I thought Elf on the Shelf was like this little mischievous elf that goes around like playing pranks on everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're talking about the same thing. Okay, clearly I'm not. What is on our 
What is Elf on a Shelf? I have no idea what y'all are talking so about. It's, it's literally an elf. The parents bring the elf out and typically it'll write a note to the child saying, hey, I'm the elf on a shelf and I'm going to be looking at you for the next 25 days before Christmas to make sure you're on your best behavior. That's creepy as hell. I'm going to report back to Santa whether you've been naughty or nice and that's going to dictate what you get for Christmas. And so the thing is you have to take the elf and move it around the house. We're thinking about the same thing. I didn't know it was geared toward children though. Who else would it be geared to? Well, I didn't I didn't hear the story about monitoring the children. To whom else would it be geared? The elf on the shelf that I, it was like moved around, but he was like doing like crazy mischievous stuff. It wasn't that he was quote unquote monitoring the children. This elf like works for the Chinese Communist Party. Like, <laughs> it's a China elf. <laughs> <laughs> this elf came from China. It's a Wu-Tang elf. <laughs> <laughs> but my issue is the elf is literally monitoring the children for the 25 days ahead of Christmas and is teaching children to be okay with surveillance and to be okay with people monitoring their actions, their comings and their goings. If the only way for you to get your children to behave is to make them believe in Santa Claus and elves, we got bigger problems to talk about. But I will say the one cute thing that I did see this year, my cousin was so, so tired from COVID-19, working from home, schooling children from home. And so this cousin decided to put the elves in a 14-day quarantine. The cousin created an elf on a shelf quarantine box. And the letter from the elf said, hey, I ain't going to be moving around for the next two weeks because I got to do a quarantine. <laughs> in spite of what Anthony Fauci said, we ain't immune from this COVID stuff. It's only Santa Claus. And so I'm going to be in this box right here. I'm still looking, though. I'm going to be out two weeks from now. <laughs> so I thought that was really cute. That and stop the elf on the shelf. It needs to go on the bench and everybody who utilizes it, you are teaching your children to be okay with police states and being surveilled at all times. It is not okay. Did, did I just hear you say defund the police? You know, I'm also putting on the bench. <laughs> Since you want to go there. Sam, thank you for that reminder. I was going to save this for our New Year's Eve altar call. For our watch night altar call. But I'm going to give it two times. I'm going to give it today and I'm going to give it again later. I'm putting on the bench everybody who's having a debate about defund the police. Because right now, I don't know if y'all seen this or not, but last week, Barack Obama came out and he was like, yo, y'all folks that are saying defund the police, it's a branding issue. I agree with every single thing you all are saying. I support every single thing you all are saying. I agree with you. But with defund the police, you are making people who would be your allies turn against you. Because the language of defund the police, at least from Brock's perspective and some other perspectives, does not clearly communicate what we're actually trying to do. What they're trying to do is reallocate funds from the police. We're trying to say we don't want it to be the case that when there's a mental health issue that the police are called and that they try to kill somebody. We don't want it to be the case that if there's a small disagreement in a space that the police are called and they come and shoot somebody, we want to reallocate funding so that the proper public health officials the proper advocates can come and do the work that's necessary and not put it all on the police. That's what I hear when I hear defund the police. And so Brock is merely trying to say, yo, come up with a different name. Man, when I tell you progressive liberal Twitter went off, he ain't black, he ain't progressive, he's a sellout. Oh, so now y'all rocking with Joe Biden and Brock's a sellout? Really, that's where we are? So I'm not one who says that you gotta say defund the police. I'm not one who says that you can't say it. I'm merely saying, what is your goal? And I think what Barack was trying to say is, it may be the case that the language you are using is deterring you from achieving the goal because people don't know what that means when you say defund the police. So I'm putting all of y'all who are having that debate on the bench so that you can have a moment to think about what is your goal, what is our goal, 
and we can figure out a constructive way forward, that doesn't mean we are sitting here having the same argument in a liberal mm-hmm. echo chamber. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to say, what is the goal? And what is the most effective and faithful way to communicate that in this season? Because ultimately, if it's between another black motherfucker dying in the streets and me being able to say defund the police versus reallocate funds from the police, I'm choosing the proper messaging that's going to mitigate the death. And if we can get to a place where there's an effective messaging strategy where folks who are our allies who don't realize it could get behind defund the police, I'm with that as well. It's not an either or for me. What is the fucking goal? Let's get on the bench and figure that shit out. I just want to make a note that there's power in this bench. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's power Uh, in this bench. mm. Just a few short weeks ago, Barack Obama himself was on the bench. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And now today, uh, Barack Obama is helping uh, make the case. But he's still on the bench. He's still on the bench. Hello? (laughs) I didn't take him off. (laughs) He's able to make this case because his ass is on the bench. <laughs> I'm oh on the bench. Yeah. I'm making my argument because your ass put me on the bench two times last week. I'm putting Selena, the series, <laughs> oh, shit. on the mourner's bench. Oh, Lord. There can only ever be one Selena, and that is Jennifer Lopez and maybe the real Selena. I was going to say, did you count the real Selena? So maybe there can be two, <laughs> but there definitely cannot be three. And they just, they ruined it. I haven't watched it yet. I kind of refuse. Did you watch the originals? My husband, come on, yes. It's a sad story, but it was such a great movie. The characters, even the guy who played her father. I think it's because me and my sister watched Selena so many times. Like, we know the movie back and forth. And so to see them remake it and not live up to the movie, I was just like, no. Bring back J-Lo. And I'm putting Netflix on the bench because they will produce anything. I feel like we are at the end of Netflix, y'all. We just need to tell them to go back, try again. It's over. Right. HBO Max and Apple TV. I want to put eggnog on the bench. Every year, I buy eggnog. And I'm like, it's it's this time of year. I need to get in the festive spirit. I buy And it is the grossest <laughs> shit. And I buy it every year. It's like I, I, I forget. I forget every year how bad it is. And then I come home with a gallon of it and pour out seven-eighths of a gallon of it. Oh, my God. But do you buy a gallon? Because <laughs> they don't make it in smaller sizes. No, it's the, it's the grossest stuff. And I don't, I don't even know what it is either. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure. It's two things that shouldn't be in liquid form, egg and nog. Well, nog should be in liquid form, but eggs? What, what is nog? I don't even know what it's that liquor. is. It's liquor. See, that's the part of the problem is you drinking that shit straight out of no, the car. No, 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 no. I am my father's son. I drink Maker's Mark in my eggnog. <laughs> I thought you put rum in eggnog. And even, man, even I like, thought it was rum. Man, when I do like half and half, like half liquor and half eggnog, I still can't drink it. That's because you just want to be drinking that bourbon. That's true. <laughs> all right, y'all. Merry Christmas. We are so hopeful for this vaccine and we are hopeful that you all are staying safe. Please, y'all, if you have done something stupid already and you're out there trying to catch COVID, Christmas COVID, go back where you came from or either put a damn mask on is too close to the end for y'all to be playing like this. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas tomorrow. And to all, a good night. Hit the music. That's a wrap on today's episode of The Mourner's Bench. We are so grateful for your ears. Thank you for listening every single week. As always, we would love it if you would rate and review this podcast. Five stars only, please. 
piece up. Eight town down. Touched for the very first time. <laughs>